Welcome back, everybody, to another OA News Overtime Tailgate Edition. Tailgate Edition! Episode. I am Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Justin. Jordan! We are coming off of the end of the Auburn-Georgia game. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. Auburn loses 34-10. to uh, This is the fifth straight time that Georgia has beaten Auburn in this rivalry. Yep. Uh, there were moments early on that Auburn was in the mix, had a chance, uh, missed out on you know, had to settle for a field goal at one point, had a, a turnover on downs on what could have been a touchdown, sure. and then the game kind of got away from Auburn in sure. the second half. Just what were your immediately, immediate thoughts, your instant reaction on how this game played out and how how Auburn suffered their first SEC loss of the season? I mean, obviously it played out in, in you know, if you, if you oversimplify and boil it down, it played out in a lot of, a lot of in the way that you might expect. Auburn kept it close for a little while, and then Georgia – pulled away you know and uh as we're as 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 we're recording this alabama's not looking so great and georgia's looking like uh the best team in the country as of this moment um so uh yeah i mean it 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 kind of played out in a lot of ways that you would expect um however you know if i'm an auburn fan there's a lot i'm disappointed about to be honest with you uh because you know it they didn't 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 create opportunity. They so you say okay. They didn't make the opportunities they needed to make early to kind of make it a game. You know, get an get an advantage, get on the lead, maybe lock knock Georgia. But I don't think they created many opportunities to make an opportunity. I don't know how many times they created an opportunity to make a play. Um, and that's uh, that's that's a reality they're going to have to deal with. I think. And now you're looking at you know you're looking at Arkansas next week, and we'll get to that. But. Um, I don't know. I, I I think you know. Obviously, in any any rivalry or loss, stings, and everyone's going to give Brian Harson a free pass. No matter what happened today, everyone's going to give him a free pass because this is his first game, his first rivalry game. Uh, but I mean, if I'm looking at it, I just, I don't think they created near enough opportunities to really give them a chance to win at honestly any point in this game. Uh, I think this was as bad a blowout loss as. As Auburn's had, you know, you mentioned those five straight losses. I think this one's right there because Auburn didn't have a chance. Yeah, the thing that sticks with me, really, there are two situations where I think you could say they had an opportunity, and it was the very first drive where at one point it looked like Bo fumbled, and then they originally called it a fumble, and then Auburn gets it back, and you're like, this could be a golden opportunity. And uh, (laughs) we're about to get hit by uh, Kirk Simpson, the Auburn SID. Tire spin. <laughs> yes, we're staying on our toes out here in the parking lot. Um, but they had the opportunity on the very first drive. Uh, and, and they, you know, converted some fourth downs, two, for, two fourth downs, I think, on the way down there. Uh, and it kind of it was kind of like the Ole Miss-Alabama game when Ole Miss, you know, had, had their chance to threaten, you know, get your, get your popcorn ready on the open series. And then the game kind of played out a little bit like that. Yeah, and the only other real opportunity that I think, you know, was squandered, I mean, a legitimate opportunity was right before halftime, I think. Wasn't that right before halftime when they uh, went for it uh, on fourth down and didn't get it, and Bo wanted a uh, DPI after the fact? Yep, yep. uh, But then other than, I mean, it's a 24-point game. You have those two touchdowns. I mean, you're still looking at a multi-score sure, game. Sure. And then, you know, obviously the game changes completely after that. Right. Um, other things? I mean, I mean, I mean, you're looking at, you know, didn't create a running game. At all. Uh, at 46 all. rushing yards. We knew that this Georgia run defense was super good. But, like, if you, if you were going to have a chance to win, 
you had to have that element because then it just became bow throwing and and it just right. more that, often than not that's not gonna work that fourth down you're talking about they got first yeah. and goal at the seven with like 50 seconds left the clock was not a factor they could have done whatever they wanted uh, and they threw it four straight times um and you saw later in the game as i'm pulling my hair i'll you know run the freaking ball you see later in the game you hand it off to tank he bounces outside he scores a touchdown good things happen when you give your best player the football uh auburn did, chose not to do that uh there was a stretch there at, where i think auburn's first seven plays in the red zone were all passes um not you know and, and but because they had no confidence in their in their running game and you know i and, you know it's funny the very first play jj pegues comes out there on offense which we haven't seen him on tight end much he's been in a little bit but you know he switched to defensive tackle earlier in in fall camp and so I thought, you know, hey, maybe they're going to use JJ to try to create some separations, give him, give somebody a lead blocker. But then that never happened. That never happened. That one play, and then yeah. I think that was it for JJ. That was it. And then they, uh, you know, so they didn't try anything different that I saw. Uh, they went to the well. Uh, they kept passing. <laughs> that the, Sean Shivers was a third down conversion machine against LSU. They tried to do it again. It didn't work. Uh, so I mean, I they just I. There's no way you win this game without creating some kind of running game. They didn't do it, and they lost. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those situations where by mid through, you know, midway through the third quarter, it was pretty clear what was happening. I mean, that Auburn, you know, wasn't going to be able to keep up, and then Georgia had sets in minute to Lad McConkey, which might be just the greatest combination of <laughs> words in the history sure. of the English language. That sure. did it. I mean, by that point, it was clear that, you know, Auburn – and there's a lot – you know, I get that people are upset and that there's breaks they want to see one way or the other, and, and I can't help but wonder, you know, if Smoke Monday's in on that play, does that play happen? You sure. know, But but that's the, that's the nature of a football game. Sure. You look at things that didn't break your way and say, well – if this would have played out different, we might have won. Well, yeah, that's just kind of the nature of the game. Sure, sure. And, I mean, that was, you know, that, that second-half shot, we all saw it coming. Like, oh, here's the nail in the coffin. They're going for it, and they got it. Um, you know, how many times have we seen that? That was that was it. That, that put it away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Georgia's probably got some what-ifs on the other side. So, you know, it's – uh, it was a it was a loss for Auburn, and it's it's interesting to me how people are reacting, you know, and I, I you know that's just me studying, you know. Like I said, no matter what happened today, uh, everyone people are you know Brian Hart is going to get a free pass, and he'll probably get a free pass in November in the Iron Bowl too, uh, just because it's for it's his first year. Um, and I think that's fair. I mean, sure. because you're inheriting sure. what's here. Sure, sure. But we're just talking about you know the takeaways of the game uh, in that way. Uh, you know, there's 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 not a lot, but uh, it's it's an embarrassing loss if you're Auburn, but you are putting your faith in this staff to not get embarrassed the next time, I guess. There's a couple things I want to talk about, and in a few minutes we can get into some questions. We asked people on Twitter to send us some sure. questions, but one of them that I know someone pointed out, and I saw it through Twitter throughout the game was the officiating. I had a lot of people saying that the officiating yeah. was you know was really bad, was one sided. Was there calls that probably could have gone the other way? Yeah. I didn't think it was necessarily just blatantly bad. I mean, a lot, you know, some of that stuff was, uh, you know, a gut gut decision, you know, a reaction by the official. It's not like it was, you know, they didn't understand the rules or stuff like that. And also, it's a 24-point game, Justin. Right. This game did not sway no. one way or the other. No. Would would if they had called DPI on that pass to Xavion Capers, could Auburn have scored another touchdown? Maybe. Sure. 
In the yeah. moment, I didn't think it was defensive pass interference. Maybe I should go back and watch the replay of it and right. see. Right. I mean, I thought it was just really good coverage. Again, maybe if I watched the replay, I would feel differently. But I just think that was one of those things, and I get it. You watch a game and you feel like your your team isn't getting the bre- the breaks, and and then Bo Nix was upset after the fact. But I get too. He's coming right off of that loss. Uh-huh. This is a you know it, it had to be frustrating. You want to be like, give us some of those calls, man. Here's what I, I said. Here's what I said in the press box because he said something to the effect of you know those. What did he say? Those calls always go against Auburn. Yeah, or? like we never get any of those. I, I'm not quoting exactly, but essentially right. it was something, we don't ever get those calls. Something like that. And I you know and I sat there and I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm like dude, I'm you, you just lost to Georgia. Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two. You, he, he should feel like the world's against him. <laughs> and, I mean, he ran for his life a lot of the, especially that second half. I mean, it was like, because yeah. there was one play where he got sacked, right. where it was almost mirror image to that LSU game, but uh-huh. uh, Georgia defense is a little bit better than the LSU defense. <laughs> a little bit. As George, as LSU is getting whooped by Struggling Kentucky against right Kentucky. I, I made a right. terrible tactical decision to pick <laughs> LSU, but nonetheless. I guess I keep looking. Look, thinking big picture because it's the rivalry game. There was the statue unveiling uh, just yesterday, uh, you know, that we were at, and I, you know, I kind of can't help but but think big picture, I guess. But uh, you know, for for Bo, like we said, like you know, he's like, oh, those calls never go against Auburn, and it's like, yeah, oh shucks or whatever. But like, no wonder he thinks the world's against him. It is against him right now. It is. Uh, not the officials, but you know the 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 landscape. College football He's world. Feel that way. He's got to. Feel, surely he feels that way. Sure he does. So um, and this you know this one has to sting for him, and I think it stings for a lot of Auburn people. Um, I think you get you know I think it stings for a lot of Auburn people. I think that I think that's fair. I mean, and again, I, I'm not going to fault a guy for being upset after a loss like that. And, no. and you know, I mean. It's uh, it's sort of one of those things. He should be, and Bo should be. He should be upset. Isn't that right, Nathan King of Two Four Seven Sports? Do you have something? What are your thoughts on today's game? I don't know. You have to lean that close. Yeah, you're making me fine. very. It's no, very awkward. I didn't know how much. I don't. I don't know how you all feel, but like this is one of like the. Whenever they play a game like this, it's just, it's not necessarily like there's not a ton you can take away immediately. No. Because it's like, well, Georgia was really good. Yeah. And and it's not like they got creamed enough for you to be like, this oh, the worst it was thing that's awful. Happened, like right. let's let's analyze all of these terrible setbacks. But right. it's like, right. I mean, they've been pl- These are all, they are who we thought they were. Like right. they're dropping passes. Right. There are people running wide open. Right. But they're also not a terrible team. And Georgia's really good. So right. this is like, right. This is probably like the most expected outcome you sure. could you could have like imagined for this game. I think all of us just thought Auburn would maybe play up a little better, more consistently on offense. I think was. Probably. I sure thought. Yeah, I sure thought. I thought Auburn would cover. I'll say that. <laughs> I did say. I guess I'm gonna have to find a new computer. Yeah, because I did say, and you know, we have the screenshots of it somewhere. I did say if Georgia covers 14 and a half, I'll break my laptop over my knee. <laughs> R.I.P. Nathan's laptop, not the best. I mean, in Jarner Stadium, which is the thing. That's the thing. thing. It, That's the thing. Is at home, and this. You know, Auburn won three of the last four. Of these. It was a gust thing. You know, it doesn't doesn't carry over. Let's <laughs> let's talk about those, that, those demons are exercised. So here's here's what I wrote, Nathan, and I want to know what your thoughts because I think you know Jordan's told me what he thinks. But uh, so what I wrote basically was like, hey, okay, you're not you're not at Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia's level, and sure. Gus was holding you back. That's sure. not the case. Get rid of that thinking. It's done. Brian Harson, you know, you can't just erase that guy 
and think that you're at that level. Brian, it, Auburn has to grow, and Brian Harson has to be the person to grow to catch up these people. Sure. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I think it's like where you where you stand right now, there's only so much different you can do in game six sure. of a new staff that's going to be completely different. He, I, I'm trying to like think of his exact words. He put it kind of an interesting way after the game when he was like asked about whether this is a rebuilding year. Um, he was like, I mean, rebuilding would imply that you're looking only to the future. Whereas I kind of look at it, talking about Brian Harson, he kind of looks at it as this team needs to be a good baseline for us moving forward. And I think that's him kind of admitting, like, these aren't our guys. Like, we didn't recruit any of these guys, and we're just kind of shoving these people who weren't recruited to these systems into these new systems. Um, and Auburn will probably be a pretty good team this year with those guys because they have a lot of talent. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's... I think people knew that too, right? Sure. When they yeah, got, that's the thing. And I write something, and everyone hates it. And I'm like, well, look, it's the stakes aren't yeah. that high. I'm just saying something. Yeah, right. you probably agree with it. You just want to yell at me. Well, and you're and, and you're circling. I think and usually, if it, you got a chance to yell at Justin Lee, you just do it. Yeah. Well, he's gonna yell back, so you better be prepared. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Is like, we're your your point in your column, and it's like it's circling around to the whole reason for firing Gus. Sure. The whole reason for getting a new coach. It's not that. I mean, Gus raised the floor. I think that's kind of, like, not debatable. But sure. something needed, like, nobody could even really put their finger on it. It was just right. something needed freshened. Sure. Um, sure. And so I think that's, that's your whole point. Like, you're basically kind of, you know, it's a microcosm of what the whole situation was, which is just that, right. look, you can't keep bashing your head against the same Georgia and Alabama wall sure. over and over again. Right. And to his credit, made some good progress on that by beating LSU on the road for the first time in a long time. No, this is really sure. this is a bad LSU team. Sure. But yeah, it's good. I I'm excited to read it at <laughs> at oanow.com. <laughs> I just like Auburn. <laughs> and I don't think it was for that column. Thank you, Nathan <laughs> King, for the appearance. Uh, the thing that I really enjoyed was someone tweeted at you. I think it was the column leading into this game and said, is sure. this Lee year instead of the year? And, you know, pretty good stuff. Sure. Christian Clemente arrivals. Any thoughts on today's game? Uh, it went about as expected. I mean, I'm going to reiterate what Nathan said. I thought it would be a little bit better out of Auburn. Um, I thought so, too. I thought they so would, that's the thing. I thought they would become close to covering. They I did. thought they would find a way to make some plays, whether it's on defense, get in a pick. On offense, one explosive play, which we learned all about after the game, what they are, but right. an explosive play. I thought they were gonna thought they were gonna do something, and they didn't really show me like anything. Like Tank Bigsby had his nice touchdown. Uh-huh. Outside of that, what I'm did think, they show? I'm thinking like that one John Samuel Shanker from Bo catch. Yeah, like that's the yeah. only other like big play, and I don't even remember how many yards that covered. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm with which you. is an like, explosive play. I'm with y'all, and it's like you know, it's like, and I catch flack for being critical, and it's like, well, it's Ryan Hart's first year, or whatever. I'm like, guys, you should be disappointed with that performance. Well, and, and he is, he is, the team is. Yeah, you should absolutely be disappointed with that. You know, they came in your house and beat your butt. And you, like I said, you didn't even, you not only did you not cash in opportunities, you only created a few to begin with. Well, the thing that gets me, too, and, and this even goes back the last few weeks with Brian, you can tell his frustration just talking about not being able to score touchdowns. Uh, you know, Sorry. Justin Lee bl- uh, playing Twitter on uh, the <laughs> podcast. But uh, when he talks about not scoring touchdowns, you can tell he's frustrated, which I get. And that's been the, you know, that's been the problem the last few years well, with Auburn. That was something that Justin talked a lot about during the game. Uh, I think it was Run the ball! Yeah, I think it was Ferg tweeted out at one point that of Auburn's seven red zone plays to start, seven were passing plays. Yeah. You have Tank Bigsby, you have Jarquez Hunter, 
and you have Sean Shivers, why are you throwing the ball seven straight times in the red zone? And you have Bo that can move. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, and then they get down there, and before Tank's touchdown, the first one was a nine-yard run by Bo on a quarterback draw, and then you hand it to Bo, and he gets stuffed in the middle, yeah, but then he bounces outside. Like, give yourself a chance. Give the kid a chance. Um, Should have – you know, at the end of the first half, if you get inside the 10, I just run it four straight times. I mean, why – what do you – you know what I mean? And come up with something to get your running back in space. Be creative. You knew coming into this game that Georgia's front. It's not a surprise. You know, Jordan Davis did not come back from injury. He was there the whole time. You you, you got to come up with something to get your running game going better. Uh, they didn't do it. So, But, again, we talk about how they're painting into a corner because John Samuel Shanker is their best receiver so, pretty much besides Kobe. Yeah. yeah, Kobe had a good game today, Kobe, I will say. Kobe had a good game today. But John Samuel Shanker is pretty much your best receiver, so you got to have your tight end running routes. So you're kind of painting into a corner there. I understand it. Uh, but that was part of I just, just it's just part of the loss for me to me part of the loss. I agree. Didn't get the running game going. Yeah, and and you know the thing I tweeted at one point was the uh, Rocky and Apollo Creed meme with the uh, the guys shaking hands, and it was Georgia fans and Auburn fans both being you know angry about Mike Bobo because sure. that was that was Mike's mo pretty much the whole time he was at Georgia. Right. Um, so let's uh, answer some questions, Lee. Yeah, I don't know. about to die, so let me pull these up. Yeah, there's only a few I want to get to. We hit on a few of people. Some people were upset about the officiating. I didn't think it really. It didn't. It didn't decide this game. No, it did not decide this game. Could Auburn have scored a few more points? Yeah. Would they still have lost by probably two touchdowns? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was that uh, egregious. What changes need to happen in the for the passing game to be effective? Every DC in the world will scheme to shut down the run. Receivers have to make catches. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than think about how many drops and, and I mean, I just think this receiving core is not getting the job done. And, you know, if, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm saying, all right, we're going to stop the run and we'll take a chance on these guys who are basically being 50-50 on making catches or not. I mean, other than Kobe and John Samuel, who do you feel really, you know, that you can rely on in this passing game? I wouldn't say Demetrius Robertson. I wouldn't no. say Shedrick Jackson. I think he had a drop today that was really egregious across the middle. It bounced right off his hands. Sure. And, I mean, Kobe's struggled with drops earlier this year, too. He had a good game today, but he struggled with drops. There is no one that you can consistently say is a number one true receiver that Auburn can rely on. There's no one on this roster that can do that. No, I agree. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really? And, and I, don't, I don't know how many receptions he had today. Let me look. Yeah, I got one for 20 yards. Not really what you want. Uh, yeah. To, to your point, one of the questions is, can Seth Williams walk in the doors at Fayetteville? No, he cannot. Anyone sorry. got a good Rick Pitino, uh, yeah. not wa- uh, Larry yeah. Bird's not walking through that door? Uh, we got another good one that I'm trying to find here. Um, I really believe Auburn shot themselves in the foot multiple times today, coupled with some controversial pass interferences. Okay, Jesse. Uh, A little editorializing (laughs) on that one. (laughs) That being said, if they clean some of that up. (laughs) We're going to get hit by a golf cart. If they clean some of that up, is there a game left on the schedule that Auburn can't win? Alabama. <laughs> yeah, other, but but other than Alabama, I think they could win tie, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. You know, we say it every single week, but I think the Arkansas game actually will say a lot about how the season goes. Because Arkansas and, and Ole Miss, you probably have a pretty good idea how Ole Miss is going to go because those teams are seemingly in a dead heat with each other, right? So, uh, A&M leading – Early third. I still think Alabama comes back. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's tough, but we're podcasting, Joe. What's up? <laughs> Joseph Goodman. Joseph Goodman, do you have anything to say? Yes, I keep said, it, do you have a beer? Keep it clean. Nah, no beer. No, no beer. We're tailgating without a beer? We're on a tailgate, but we're not tailgating. We're <laughs> sitting a, on a tailgate. There's a difference. Uh, yeah. I think the Arkansas game will be a big tell. And I know we said that at the LSU game. The battle we, for fourth place. I know we said that. Joseph Goodman, everybody. But since, you know, since I would say Arkansas and Ole Miss are in the dead heat, I think that's, uh, you know, I think Ole, Arkansas game will be really telling. Hard Support to say. local journalism. Thank you, Tom. Tom Green of AL.com, hey, ladies Tom. and gentlemen. I think the LSU was a season-deciding win for Auburn. It was a season-deciding game. It could have really tipped the scales one way. But sure. I think to Lee's point, the Arkansas game will really show us what is this Auburn team? How good are they? How bad are they? Right. Stuff like that. Are they third in the SEC West or are they like fifth? And that's my thing too. I mean, it's fair for me, in my opinion, uh, you know, to look at this Arkansas game. If they if they were to lose, I mean, are guys gonna kind of, you know, fold you know sure. fold fold up shop and say, all right, well, sure. let's just cruise through this year. I mean, it feels like it'd be very easy to with the bye week right after Arkansas too. It'd be very easily to easy to mentally check out right after that game if they were to lose. Yeah, I mean, and that's just sort of the nature of it. I mean, I can't really blame a guy if you're like, sure. hey, man. You know, I've got a chance to go to the NFL after this. I'm just going to sure. coast because I don't think they will. I no, I mean, I don't. You know, I'm just saying. I think that's yeah. that's that's reasonable to think something no. like that could happen. Well, yeah, we talked about what that Georgia State loss would have done. But uh, all right, we got. Let's wrap it up. We got a little bit more on TJ Finley. TJ Finley, why didn't he play? He did at the very end. Well, why didn't he play more? Uh, because I, it's I because answer. because Bo's your best chance to win. I, I mean, the LSU yeah. game to me illustrated that. To accomplish what Auburn still wants to accomplish, Bo Nix is going to be your best chance. Is you know, is he going to play perfect? No, but he makes your offense as dynamic, I think, as it can be with the supporting cast around him. And you're going to roll with Bo because I mean, when it's working, it can really, really work. A, uh, all so many of Auburn's good plays were Bo improvising. A good handful of them were were off of Bo's improvising using his legs which TJ wouldn't have been able to do. And B, you could have broken TJ because he's in a losing situation. You put the kid in the wrong wrong position. Uh, you you know put, you don't want to feed him to that defense. Uh, it wouldn't have gone well. So, no, play Bo. That's why Bo played. Look, if you're asking why TJ didn't play, you should be asking, can TJ go out there and catch balls? Because <laughs> I love Christian Clemente when he is fired up. He just does not care. I mean, that was amazing. the game was not on Bo. The oh. interception was on Sean Shivers bobbling the ball. The drop passes, there were a lot of them. They were on the receivers. There were maybe a couple where Bo should have put the ball in a little bit of a better spot, but for the most part, they were balls that they could have caught. The The first drive, John Samuel Shanker in the end zone, it was a little high. He misplayed the ball so bad, and it was the reason it wasn't caught. So TJ, I just, I've said it since the preseason, TJ would not survive behind this offensive line. No. He cannot survive find this online. Christian, we got one more question that you could help us with. Okay. Christian Clemente of Rivals.com. Not to look past the year, but are there any major offensive line targets for next year in this recruiting class? Right now we have no commits uh, for the weakest position group at Auburn since 2013. What needs to be done to, uh, to get the O-line to being a strength again? Yeah, so Auburn's got Drew Bobo as a really big target. Auburn uh, High is very own. Yeah, but the problem is he's going to be more of a center or a guard at the next level which Auburn does need that, but they really need tackles. Uh, speaking of tackles and sticking with Auburn High, Eston Harris, 
Uh, Auburn is down. It's him and it's Auburn in Florida for Eston Harris. So Auburn's in a good spot there. They're trending in the right direction. Those are really two of the only offensive linemen they're really in contention for. There's Malik Ogbo, an offensive tackle out of Washington. But Auburn got involved so incredibly late in his recruitment, they just chose not to offer him until, like, July. He's, he's, also, a, tw- he's a 2022 kid. I don't know what took them so long to offer. Well, he's also at Washington State, which, I mean, you don't. so you don't have the regional advantage at all. Well, either. they were familiar with him from their time at Boise. Sure. And so that's why they were they were still talking to him, but they hadn't offered him. Right. He has offers from every school in the country. Just give him an offer. <laughs> if, you, if you plan to offer him down the road, and this is what I've – I've said this about Braden Joyner before, too. He has offers from every school in the country, but not Auburn. Just the start. hometown team, and he's an Auburn yeah. hot kid. And he loves Auburn. Just start sending out these offers, man. Yeah. I think them getting involved so late in Malik Ogbo is really going to cost them that chance. So now they're looking at maybe signing two offensive linemen and then going to hit the transfer portal or maybe some JUCO guys that show up late here, but they're not in a great spot offensive line-wise in this recruiting class. Going to hit the transfer portal, that should make every Auburn fan shudder. Like, that's not what that's not what they want. They want to build a line, and, uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, and they wanted to pick it up. They wanted to hit the portal this offseason, too. They didn't get any offensive linemen, so they need, yeah. to, they need to do better recruiting the offensive line. Well, let's get out of Tough here. Scenes. On the, Tough not, scenes all around. Not great, not great, but uh, we'll be back again. We'll have the Arkansas game. I'm going to be there, and uh, surely you'll ride a bunch out of, uh, out of watching it from home, and uh, we'll have the midweek podcast. So we'll wrap this thing up. Appreciate you guys listening again. Uh, Let it go right there, and until next time, take care.